Unfiltered Vitamin Z, Season 9, Episode 6. Creo que sí. Is it? Let me double check. Yes, it is indeed. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in today. I do appreciate you for listening. We have some interesting topics to discuss today. One second. I need to get some music jamming. I already pressed record. I don't want to like restart or press pause because I already said that I wasn't going to do that. I hate to go back on my word. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Ooh. Tum, tum. Refugio. 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 Yeah, I'm an enigma, racing and puffing away the stigma Rolling up with no sticks, then ain't nothing need fixing Rolling splits, sprinkle a little and feel the sound for the vitamin Z Let it in, sinking into the ocean flow Slip right through from under the gel Come in peace at the code, love is my code Your cards have been shown, Jimmo Barak, Shabbat Shalom No one shit, no one has seen All mother that looks like me will flow so mean From all the world, including flow of that scenes From the Chiang Mai jungles, back to Palestine Fishing and mudding, southern Venezuela What it do will lead to all the Venezuelan family from Toronto to Spanish Canary when you just gotta flee refugees escaping in a hurry. Refugio, 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 refugio. Glows. El Surin, global refugees. Canary can carry. Three month march to Germany. Shit blows up and they'll leave. Just logical. Running for your life. Not much left to be. Methodological. Feeling the fear yourself. Soul, bones, and hair follow coast. Look at love and peace. Time to make it all reality. Crossing the seas, right a return for Ahl Palestine. Immigrant dreams, we got to murder. Land of floaters, life again, hotter refugees crossing borders. Refugio, refugio, refugio. What's the deal though? Just out here with my homie Emilio. It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Refugio, refugio, refugio. Vive en tu pie, con orgullo. Exterjoría, Dani Rodilla, toma la pastilla, rojo azul. Looking like a fool, pretending you cool. No sleep catching disease, it's a filter disease. Vitamin disease, kind of up like rosary beads. You know it's that Eid, a holy man. Promised land, sands of time, taking it back in time with these holy rhymes, exposing global crime. These stabs on the least create ISIS, exploiting the soul and soul climate crisis. A globe full of racists and here, preaching that myself feel better. Just to show that the letter without pen, I'll be the sword. You have zeal light you up. No electrical cord off my rhymes come from the Lord. They just come through when I'm busy, when I'm bored. I just hope there's plenty more in store. And I never lose sight who I'm doing this for. Refugio, refugio, refugio. Vive en tu pie, con orgullo, con orgullo, como palestino. I don't think I rapped that much in the previous episode of the season, so I had to add a little something. My friend of mine, first of all, before I get into this, a friend of mine is the number one phrase that you can use. And anytime you want to tell a story that's probably embarrassing regarding yourself, but you are not going to, you know, snitch on yourself, incriminate yourself, or want everybody to know that you are talking about yourself. So simply what you do is, is just, you just say a friend of mine. You know what I mean? And you really, I mean, if you say a close friend of mine, don't say my best friend, don't say a cousin. Just just literally say it simple and then continue on. People ignore that aspect. Just a friend of mine, you know, gave me this book and I'm looking into it. A friend of mine, you know, once shit his pants. Like, just some whatever. Like, just a friend of mine. So a friend of mine gave me this book. It's called How to Be Everything. It's a guide. This is what it says on the book on the front cover. It's a guide 
for those who, in parentheses, still don't know what they want to be. Okay, there was like a glitch on the recording app. I don't know where I left off or like what got cut off or what didn't. But we're just gonna keep it rolling. Shit. So a friend of mine gave me this book. Uh, um, and again, you always use a friend of mine when you don't want to say shit about yourself. But this is this is true. A friend of mine gave me this. I just wanted to share that with y'all so you can use it in your conversations. How to be everything. A guide for those who, in parentheses, still don't know what they want to be when they grow up by Emily. Emily. This is weird. If if it's Emily, I don't know why they have I E at the end instead of just Y. That's stupid. Emily Wapnick. And it's a modern, practical guide for creative people with multiple passions and interests. Hint, you don't have to pick just one. Uh, yeah, I think that's really important because there's a video by Jordan Peterson where he talks about creativity being like more of a curse. Like not thinking that, oh, it's the best thing to have just to be a creative person. Because finding ways to monetize and, you know, live off of your creativity, it can be very difficult. And, of course, I mean, we live in a totally different era than before where, you know, me allowing people to post things and share things is t totally different. But that can also, ha that carries its own burdens and challenges as well. And um, usually we tell adults or we tell people in general, you know, you want to you be great at one thing. There's, you know, in order to get paid for something, you should be, fix my chair. You should be really great at one one or two things. You know, I really don't care if my surgeon cutting me up doesn't know how to tie a shoe or drive a car like Einstein. I just need to know that when you cut me open that you know what you're doing and if you're just really great at that one thing then perfect everything else is irrelevant the way you are counted and depended upon to do one really great thing uh, one lesson i learned from reading the biography on da vinci was that he was great at so many different things and his he had adhd but i don't feel like that's something that ha that prevented him that held him back i feel like that's something that's what made him so creative is what allowed him to move on to so many different things he was constantly doing different projects, different interests. He was literally cutting people open and examining the human body. He was painting. He was doing so much shit. He was painting because creativity can, you know, dip into the science as well as the arts. He saw uh, similarities and bridges between both. He didn't see it as one different, really different than the other. There's science within art and there's art within science. There's a beauty between the natural world, the physical world, and the, you know, the, uh, uh, what's it called? The anim animative creative figurative imaginative world just as just as well so uh forbes calls this book a feel-good encouraging advice on distilling a variety of passions and interests into success so essentially it's arguing that you're going to get bored doing one thing there's more excitement of actually doing a bunch of different things and not to mention the very aspect of i've talked about this before with ai and uh, fourth industrial revolution and the constant uh exponent no exponential no what is it called when the graph is not a linear graph, but it's going up? Yeah, I think it's an exponential graph. When it's accelerating at a rate that's you know it's constantly getting higher and higher and higher, faster and faster and faster, and we really can't predict when and how things will change, but it will. So certain industries are going to close. I mean, you know, over a little over 100 years ago, 98% of Americans were working in agricultural society. Now one to two percent do that. So it's a complete inverse. So that's in something to be also look into the future where before you know if you were a farmer you know you knew your kids and your kids kids and kids kids were all going to be doing the same thing even not too long ago you would work in a factory for 25 years retire and then your kids you know you would get your son to work at the same job and you guys would be working together and when you retire they would continue working supporting their kids and then they eventually would get the same job and we've seen the changes that's happened the past two or three generations and we don't know where the next two or three are going to go into in the future so essentially this is sort of arguing against the um, conventional aspect of being good at one or two things but actually that it might be beneficial on a uh, realistic and uh, marketable 
sense on the macro there to adapt to the world, but on the micro as well in terms of personal growth, personal um, interest, as well as developing and harnessing uh, different passions and different, maybe possibly different uh, streams of income as well. You know what I mean? Not putting all your eggs in one basket and being able to pull from different areas, being able to explore different projects that could generate income from different areas um, and keeping you entertained, keeping you busy, keeping you always onto something. That way you allow yourself to rest and take breaks, but you know that you're not stuck to just and tied to one thing and your identity isn't wrapped up in just in one aspect. Whereas you can, um, take different turns in life and not just be stuck to one thing. And for, for me, for a lot of people, that can be liberating. For others, that may be even more confusing of what do I do, what do I do? Uh, Gary Vee talks about having multiple passions to simply, you know, it's not a, it's not the end of the world. Pick one, try it out, doesn't work, you go on to the next thing. You know what I mean? There's You have plenty of time to make errors and go back and and fix and rewrite whatever the hell you want to do. Is, you know I mean, especially if, we're, if, I'm, if I'm talking to someone that's young like me, then shit, like, you know, you can take your big, biggest risks now and worry about, you know, other shit later. Of course, everybody has different life goals and different things they want out of life and different agendas and plans, but fuck the plan. You know what I'm saying? You can make a plan, but rewrite the plan as you go. Change, you can have a different plan. It's no big deal. Uh, there's... Different aspects, for example, I mean, you can have a list of things. She gives an example like um, fashion, education, fiction, writing, psychology, and horticulture. So like fashion, you know, custom tailoring, custom designer, a freelance fashion journalist, education, substitute teacher, math tutor, a fiction writing, you know, uh, to get a fantasy novel published and be a writing coach um, and create a monthly storytelling event. Psychology, that's another interest. So she wants to be a counselor, write a memoir uh, related to mental health, about, sorry, about experience related to mental health, build an app that helps people improve their self-esteem, a horticulture culture, landscape and business, start community garden. So these are all different things that you can start at different times. Now, what to me, I haven't read the whole book yet, but what seems to be a challenge and a frustrating aspect of this is starting a lot of things and not finishing it. I feel like that has that's going to be a big struggle for a lot of people out there like myself that has some form of like ADHD. And it's where, you know, where do I start something? How long do I kick with it because you might lose patience with something but certain things you know yeah you might lose interest but you cannot just go off on what makes you happy and what makes you pleasure you might have to stick with things even though it is um seems difficult to finish or difficult to keep up through and it's becoming boring it's becoming uh draining and again it, it all comes down to like knowing yourself too and, and and your resources maybe that wasn't meant to be finished maybe it was something for you to try out experiment dabble a little bit in but you realize that you should move on to something else that this is not something that you're going to gain any really long-term benefit from and it's not worth your time right now and maybe something you choose to pick up later i mean this is all very variable and uh, subjective but essentially there's nothing wrong with you know trying to be everything so that's just a thought, just a thing I wanted to leave y'all with, especially when we think of all the opportunities and things that we could be because certain people, um, like refugees in certain places, don't really have that choice. There's one thing that they can pick up, you know, just desperate to find one thing that they can be good at, one thing that they can provide a family with, and you have to stick with that. So we should take advantage of the different possibilities and opportunities that we have because, um, you know, like Gary Vee said, we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. So we're going to compare. Why not compare to someone that has it worse than us? And maybe that could offer us a bit perspective and appreciative and gratefulness in our own life. And I used to struggle with that a lot growing up where I used to think like, oh, that's supposed to make me feel better. Like, like you know, that someone else has it worse than me. Like, like shit, that's that's horrible. But if we look at it in a practical and um, 
in, in a positive sense that, you know, I don't know, sometimes I try to think about it this way, that when, especially when my dad would tell me, you know, God wants us to be grateful for things or to always praise God or whatever, you know, whatever you want to believe in, in whatever ways you want to uh, practice gratitude. But if everybody was to look at their life and not so much at other people and just focus on the gratitude and the possibilities of their own, um, instead of looking up and looking down, that would allow a lot of us to just keep looking straight and not fucking up our neck and allowing us to just each person stay on their own path and then you can move side to side in terms of helping one another but to the constant ladder looking up and down looking up and down i don't think that's good for anybody it's just gonna allow us all to fall off a fucking ladder so try to think of it all of us on the same field kind of like if you play uh, you know um i don't Trying to think of a game where you go side to side. No, nothing. I mean, just think of it like all locked in like a human chain. You know what I mean? While walking straight, and sure, some people might go behind, a little bit behind you, a little bit above you. But keep that same, you know, um, your arms are still locked in, though. Even though it might not be the most perfect straight line moving forward. But, you know, you're going a little bit slower and some people are going a bit faster. And that chain is going to look like a little weird once everybody starts moving. But that's, that's, that's how life is. So I'm going to move a little bit, you know faster some a little slower there might be an average pace that you could find and you know like they say you know if you want to go fast you go alone but if you want to go far you got to go together so you know we're all in the same boat so together we can either sink or we can float anyway thank y'all for listening i appreciate it and take care